Troops. We're live, the Eagle Podcast. Again, Thursday, I'm joined by another very special guest, Queen of the Eagles, Victoria Marshall. Victoria, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm brilliant. Thanks very much for coming on. Um, you're a very interesting person, and I first um, got to hear about you um, from a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Tom Cockrell. Um, and I've sort of, you know, we've got to know each other and become friends. And, you know, very, very interested in what you do because you've, you've changed from living um, for the weekend and living from Fridays and living for Fridays to sort of every day's Friday. Um, and you, uh, what's the best, best way to put it? You work for Arbon or you're a representation of them? Um, what's the best sort of format? So basically, I am an independent consultant, um, so it's my own business, um, which I set up seven years ago now. Wow. So just to give you a little bit of a background of like where I've come from, so seven years ago, I was a very, very busy mummy, very stressed out, um, <laughs> literally had no work-life balance used to work at a, an accountancy firm, one of the top four accountancy firms in the world, and worked my way up the corporate ladder and got to a bit of a crossroads in my life where I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. Like, seriously, I was literally, from the moment I got in there to the minute I left, I was literally on countdown for the weekend, um, living for that two-week summer holiday every single year, and I just, I think when I settled down and had a family, I just thought that something's got to give. I can't continue living like this. Um, and that's when one of my really good friends said, look, I've got an amazing business opportunity. Why don't you take a look at it? And at the time, because I was so busy, I was like, why the hell is she asking me to take a look at a business yeah. when I'm already really like stretched? Um, but because I was at that crossroads in my life, I was really open-minded. So I was just yeah. like, right, I'm willing to take a look at anything, basically. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And for those who don't know, what, what is it that you do? And sort of how does it generate income and, and that sort of stuff? For those who don't know what, what it is that you do. So basically, um, what my business is, it's kind of, it, there's two sides to it. On one side, it's educating people about better, purer, safer products that people use every single day. Um, So household products, personal care products, we all shower, we all wash our hair, we all, you know, do, you know, use some sort of product every single day. And it's about turning that from an expense into an income stream. So I basically show people how they can create a residual income stream from basically money that they're spending every single month on product. Right. Right. It sounds interesting. And where does this company, where they're from, where's sort of home for them? Or is it it, it obviously a a global brand, I take it? So basically, Arbonne's um, a 39-year-old company so oh, wow. for a very, very long time, but it's only been in the UK for about 10 years. Right. 
the, the main reason that people won't have heard about Arbonne is we don't, we're not sold on the high street and we don't pay for any advertising. So you, the only way you'll ever hear about it is if somebody tells you about it. Right. So it's, that, it's basically a word of mouth recommendation, which as we know in business yeah, is... It's, and it's absolute genius because we all trust our friends and family. Um, and it's basically that we, we, the way that we buy now, the way that we consume mm-hmm. is based on product reviews, recommendations. You know, we buy on Amazon. We're looking at product reviews before we buy. You know, anything really we buy with a recommendation now. So the way that people... Um, a purchasing things has just completely changed we don't I think as consumers we're a lot more savvy in that we we don't look at advertisements and think oh my god I must buy that product because that celebrity is endorsing it because we know that they've been paid millions of pounds basically to recommend a product that they're not even using themselves that's a that's a great point um I'm gonna openly say this I don't dislike Love Island. I think it's quite an entertaining program. Um, if you take it for what it is, which is sort of um, blind date on cocaine, do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's love a bit of Love Island. <laughs> that's that's sort of that's sort of what it is. Um, but all of those people go on that show with alternate sort of reality of what they're trying to do, and they're not trying to find love. What they're trying to do is they're trying to find wealth, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you're right in what you said. I wouldn't buy um, boots, you know, because so and so wore them. And I don't really, I don't know where that, how much lo- longer that sort of um, advertising's got left. Do you know what I mean? Because I think people are wising up to it. Do you know what I mean? And when I see people on Instagram heavily trying to sell stuff all the time, I'm just like, ah, not interested. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, totally. Um, it's it's not. It's definitely, maybe it was a strategy a few years ago, but I think, yeah, now, you know, everyone's a star now, apparently, with no talent. Um, and I don't think it works. What, why is it they, they chose to go down the route of no advertising? Do not advertise on social media or no, no sort of branding like that? Basically, I, I am my own brand. So when, when I be, became a consultant, my job was basically to be the shop front of Arbonne. I don't have a shop. I don't have any employees. It's an online business. Yeah. But I use all of the products because I absolutely, they're the best products that I've ever used. Right. So naturally, I'm very passionate about them because I use them every day. My family uses them every day. Literally, if you cut me in half, <laughs> you would squeeze Arbonne out. Like, I literally won't use anything else. <laughs> I, I, I don't actually sell a lot of product. Right. And this is the biggest misconception about this type of business. Uh, most people think that I'm going out selling lots of different products to hundreds and thousands of people, which I'm not. Basically, which is called social marketing. I'm creating a network of loyal consumers, a small amount of product, and sharing a small amount of product with people that they come into contact with. So it's not about me going out and selling loads of products. I'm just actually saying to people, I use these products. I think they're amazing. Um, I can show you how to either purchase those products for yourself or 
I can show you how to make an income from using these products. And where is your, I've seen your tribe and where, where do they reach from and where do they reach to? Who, who have you got? Uh, UK, Europe, um, I've seen someone, New Zealand. Have, have you got quite a big, a big gathering? Um, obviously in the UK so the majority of my team is in the UK because that's where sort of my network is but I've also got um, my business is also in New Zealand it's in Australia and it's in America Um, and that's not because obviously I've not even been to those countries it's just that social media technology has made the world such a smaller place so you can actually reach out to somebody on social media or someone you know that's watching you on social media you can then have a conversation with them on zoom on skype on facetime and and share the information with them Um, and that's how my business has grown globally if you like and you said it's took you how long has it took you you say seven years you've been doing it so I, yeah, I started seven years ago, but I built it up while I was working full time. Right, okay. So this is a part-time business. So I basically built it up in like pockets of time, half an hour here, half an hour there. Yeah. Um, and when, after I'd been in the business for just over three years, I had basically replaced a full-time corporate salary, but only doing five to 10 hours a week. So that's when I actually retired from my job. Right. So I am now very, very passionate about showing other people how to escape that nine to five where they're in that place of living for the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting format. And I think we'll always have chiefs and Indians in the world. You know what I mean? Some people are designed to be leaders and some people are designed to be followers. And I know everyone's always trying to say, oh, you could, you could be your own boss, but I don't think everyone could or has the ambition to be their own boss. Do you know what I mean? I think it takes a very, very um, driven person. Um, some people are happy just working under 40 hours a week, knowing what they're going to get paid, um, go home and, and, and switch off. And I, I think if you want to be a business owner, you're certainly not switching off when you come home. You know what I mean? You, you, I'm not telling anything that you don't know here. Um, so how did you... Did you slow the accountancy side down and just let revenue sort of match and take over? And then it got to a point where you're like, yeah, I don't need to be doing that anymore now. Is that how you did it? Yeah, yeah. well, I was, like I said, I, I built it up while I was working. And then I, I, I started earning quite a significant amount of money quite quickly because yeah. I wanted an exit strategy from my job at the end of the day. So I was like, I am actually going to put quite a bit of time and effort into this to build it up. Yeah. So... I'd started earning an extra thousand pounds a month quite quickly. And although that wasn't life helping, you know, an income coming into the house. And then I got to the point where I was earning an extra kind of like Victoria. You're earning more than what you're earning when you sat at a desk for 40 hours a week, sometimes 50 hours a week. Why are you continuing to do both? And that's when I was like, this is a no-brainer. I'm going to leave my job um, and just do album. But I still just do five to ten hours a week, basically. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And where, where do you see it going? Is there a grand – you, are you happy where it is or do you want to just keep on growing it? I mean, what's the grand plan? World domination. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, as a business owner, I don't think you're ever happy with where you're at. You're always striving for like the next 
the next thing. So for me, my next sort of what I want to achieve in my business is basically I want to be able to retire James, my husband, from his job. Wow. So that's what my for the in the within the next year that is my goal and um, to create that within Arbon. But my biggest goal really is to help as many people as I can get to the same point that I'm at in in the business because that's where you start and have choices. That's where you start and have, you know, that income that is exceeding a full-time salary where you can decide what you want to do every day, who you do it with, where you spend your time. Like that for me, I'm most passionate about showing other people how to do the same. And I take it obviously, have you seen it change? Because in seven years, I think social media has definitely changed quite a lot. So you must have seen... I think your business is definitely suited towards, you know, the more social media advances, I think is definitely what you're doing. Because what, what you really need, you need a smartphone, don't you? And that's, you know, that's it. And a bit of capital to buy whatever you need to buy to get you going. And then it, it's down it's down to you. Um, have you got a website? I, I don't know if I've ever been on your website. Yes, I do have a website. Oh, okay. Right, well, we'll talk about yeah. that. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, people who don't sort of know I think fundamentally um, a really visible presence on social media and a strong website are two musts, aren't they, in business? If you, if you didn't know that. Um... Well, actually, with, it's slightly different, I would say, in, in my type of business because actually, I mean, the website is, is important for sure. Yeah. But I don't, I don't tend to give out my website that often, if I'm honest. Right. right. A lot of it is really social media. Right, well, that, that's going to, that'll torpedo that then, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> um, maybe, I think websites are going to change, especially with Google AdWords and stuff like that. Um, for, for what I do, definitely a website is king. Yeah, it's totally different to what you do. And I can understand how it's massively important for, for your type of business. But I think because for me, this business is about relationships. It's, it's, about, it's about one-to-one contact and building relationships with people. So that's you build a relationship on face-to-face or you build a relationship on social media. You don't really build a relationship via a website for me. Oh, true. No, 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 definitely. And... Um... Sort of as well, I had a great, someone put like a great you know, uh, allergy to me this week about why you shouldn't um, try and sell products or events or whatever on social media because it's the same thing as when you're walking down the high street. Remember when you used to do that? And someone will say, like, someone will stop you and say, Are you interested in this? And, and he asks, The person asked me, how many times have you ever said, yeah, I'm actually interested in that. Would you like 50 quid now? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I've never done that. And he went, yeah. And it's the same principle. If someone's on social media, the last thing they want to be doing is confronted with, even if it's the greatest thing in the world, they're like, I, I wasn't looking for this, so why am I saying it? And mm-hmm. straight away, then instantly they've just dismissed you and gone, they have the power to say, no, I'm interested. And then he said, then you're asking for a financial commitment from them. They don't know you from Toppy. So mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, you know, um, it doesn't work and I thought wow yeah that's a that's a really good way of putting it and it's made me change how I do things and do you do you spend any time in sort of social media as in 
trying to boost posts or advertise or no, nothing. No, I mean, again, for me, social media, it's a, it's a platform to build relationships. That's what I use it for. I don't, I don't have a product on there. You know, I might, it's all more about um, lifestyle and how the products kind of fit into my life. And then, but it's very much a platform to build relationships. So I, I actually really agree with that, that analogy. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's made me rethink. I didn't do it massively. No. I, I certainly, and I think everyone when you first get into business does it because Facebook is very clever because it wants, it wants your money off you and it says this post can be seen by 20,000 people um, for 30 quid and you think, oh, well, I'd definitely be able to get me 30 quid back and I just wonder how many people have got the 30 quid back and I bet you... Yeah, exactly. I bet it's not a massive return, but you're right. You um, And I see what you do on Instagram. You're very good at it. Um, it's more about what the product does for you and then I think naturally people will say, oh, well, and then they come to you, don't they? And they say, oh, um, I've seen this. Where, where do I get it from? And I think that's, instead of you saying, do you want to buy it? They're coming to you saying, I'd like to buy it. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. That's, that's, it's, that's really interesting. Yeah. And good luck to James. I mean, he can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking forward to getting his golf clubs out. That's for yeah, sure. <laughs> I bet he is. Um, so... I said at the start of the show, we met through a few a mutual friends. Um, yes. Um, obviously, um, we can't go into too much detail about it, but <laughs> you, you did a course that Tom runs called Make or Break. Um, I did indeed. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about that. And the, for the people who don't know, the benefits and what you personally, obviously, you, you know, you're successful, you, you're driven. Um, and some people might look at it and say, well, why would I need that course? What personally did you get out of it and what it enables you to do from that course? Personally, I think it doesn't matter where you are in business, what you're doing, you absolutely need to go on this course. That's how passionate I am about it because my husband did it first of all. So James oh, yeah, did it first. Course, yeah. And um, I kind of talked him into doing it. Because I've, I've spoken to Tom, so I've got, I had a bit of a gist of what it was going to be about. And I was like, he would absolutely get so much from it. So he did it, came back, and literally the change that I saw in him was ridiculous. Like, he was a di completely different person, more positive, just more driven, um, just, an, just a different attitude of nothing's going to get in my way. Like, literally, he was just on fire. So I was like, oh, my God, I absolutely need to do this because I'm all for personal development, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. I don't, it doesn't matter where you are in your business or life or whatever, nothing good happens in your comfort zone. You've got to push yourself. And especially this, like this year for me has just been about literally doing everything that I can to push myself in different aspects. You, you're 100% speaking my language. Um, we have become a nation of whingers and wanters and entitlement is just taken over and you, you, you're completely right. Um, I'm a massive fan of personal development and personal development doesn't happen in a comfy place um, 
with the with the central heating on, drinking a latte with five drinks. Absolutely. That, that's not where personal development happens. That's not where accountability comes from. You only find out who you are at the very edge of where you say, yeah, I, I, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? And then you find out actually, well, actually, no, I'm not done because I've got another five, ten percent in the tank, which I didn't realize I had. Um, and I'm now in a situation that's forcing me to say, well, we can't just call it a day because we have to go on. And yeah, that's that's definitely um, that's definitely the right mindset to have. So you you, you did the course, obviously you were quotes. Yeah, my favourite quote you know, ever is, yeah. "Don't wish it was easier, wish you were better," and that literally is what I live by. Because there's so many people that are just like, oh, if only this had gone my way or like that, you say that whinging mindset, you know, entitlement. Don't wish it was easier. Just wish you were better. Like make yourself better. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, um, there's too many people who are unprepared to suffer. And if you're not prepared to suffer, then you're not prepared to win. Um, because no one's ever won and gone, oh, that was really easy. You know, speak to any successful businessman or woman and say, they're not going to turn around and say, do you know what? It was actually one of the easiest things I've ever done. <laughs> just woke up one day and ch- checked my bank and I had 50 million. And I thought, oh, that was easy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this, is what, this is what people sort of misunderstand, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and one thing that gets me is everyone's got a story, hasn't it? Everyone's got a story. And until you're prepared to turn around and say, do you know what? I'm just bullshitting. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop telling that story and I'm just going to put some, put some work in. Um, and that's, that's how you succeed. And I wish people would, just, you know, get, get on message and find what, what it is they want to do and just become the very best at what you do. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if that's a, a binman, a cleaner, you work in a bar, you work in a betting shop, you work in a coffee shop. Say today, I am going to be the best barista. Uh, do you know what I mean? And, and own own that um, space and, and just take take it over. Um, so you, let's talk about how you felt. You know, when you went into the course, how was like your feelings the night before, and how was like you know traveling down and you know meeting a meeting a lot of new people. How was that for you? I was absolutely petrified. I'm not going to lie. Like I was so scared. Um, because it was massively pushing, I knew it was going to push me out of my comfort zone, every aspect of it. So I was absolutely petrified, um, didn't sleep the night before. Yeah, was like a nervous wreck, basically. <laughs> but I came out of it the other side, literally thinking this is the best thing that I have ever done. Um, I just felt like I just felt bulletproof. Like I literally felt like I could take on the world. And I have to say that feeling hasn't gone. Like I think with a lot of personal development that you can do, you have that initial kind of inspiration and then that wears off and it's like, oh, okay, I can't, don't really feel that much different. But for, for me, it definitely stayed. And, and, and that's what I'd seen with James. It hadn't disappeared. It was still there, which is why I was like, this course is like a game changer. Like it really is. Mm. No, that's, that's very, um, that's great to hear. And there's definitely people who are going to listen to this podcast who I think are about to embark on what I can only describe as a game changing um, 
36 hours worth, 48 hours worth of personal development at the highest demands. Um, yeah, it's like, it's basically like, I would say it's like, um, it's like two years of personal development crammed into like a, a few, like a few hours, really, like a, a couple of days. Um, and I remember somebody saying to me once, like when I first started my business, you know, your paycheck will only ever grow as, as high as you do. So you have got to keep growing yourself per, and personally develop yourself so that your check will keep growing with you because you can't out earn the level of personal development you're at. So everybody, in my opinion, should literally be, should, like, I read every, I listen to, you know, audios every single day yeah. um, because that's, what's gro- that's what grows me. That's what's, you know, growing my business. He, he gets a shout out every week on this podcast, so I'm not going to um, uh, start to, you know, let, let him down. Um, Gary V, I listen to loads with Gary V, and that's sort of who I listen to. Um, on that side of it, who do you listen to? Where do you get your inspirations from? You know, who's, you know, if there's any other podcasts that you listen to um, or any inspirational speakers, you know, go for it. Tell us who they are. God, I mean, the list is endless. Um, Brian Tracy, for me, he's a great author. Um, He's written a fantastic book. If you're just quite new to personal development, he's written a book called Goals, which is, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, It's not just about setting goals for your business. It's about just life in general. Um, But we've just come back from Vegas um, where we went up to a conference and we heard probably the most incredible speaker that I've ever heard. And I've seen a lot of people in the last seven years, um, an author called Rachel Hollis. And, and she is, I'd say there's only two real big shot women speakers at the moment. And one of them is Mel Robbins, who wrote a book called the five second rule, which absolutely everybody should read. It's on audio as well. If you, if you prefer listening, um, and Rachel Hollis and Rachel Hollis has written two books called girl, wash your face and girls stop apologizing. And they're not, they're not just targeted at females. Like they're, they're not at all. Um, but they are, she was absolutely incredible. Like I was literally in floods of tears, like for the whole hour that she was speaking, she was very, very powerful. So they would be like my top two at the moment for sure. Why, um, in a sort of culture at the moment where um, it seems to be women are asking for it to be level playing field, but I think if you're at a certain level, you will make it a level playing field. Like it almost seems like they want it to be level, but they don't. They sort of still want to leg up. Do you know what I mean? Like I think if you're if you're an eagle, it doesn't matter who you're flying with. Do you know what I mean? You will win. You, you will win, and and. More, would you like to see more women in business doing these sort of speaking roles and sort of being, you know, who is the female Gary V? I suppose is the question. Is it one of those two ladies that you just mentioned? Yeah, definitely one of those two. But to me, I'm, I'm not actually that. I'm not actually that. That sounds awful. I'm not bothered, but. Yeah. I don't, I don't care where my inspiration comes from. There could be male, female, there could be 18, there could be 60. Yeah, yeah. I get stuff from every single person that I listen to. So I'm reading a great book at the moment um, called um, 10X by Grant Cardone. Like, he is incredible. Yeah. He's a, a brilliant author. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. And I'm getting so much from him. So I'm, 
it's, you know, I'm not going to say I just want to see women in that yeah. space. I just, it, whoever you are, if you've got a story to tell and it's inspiring, I want to hear it. No, that's, that's, a, that's a valid point, isn't it? Um, I've, I've heard of, uh, obviously, uh, Grant and that 10x. It's about going 10 times harder, isn't it? At, it, at whatever it is, just applying 10 times and, and then you see, you see the benefit of it. Um, I suppose, is it more, um, let's talk about um, your Vegas trip because I saw only the stories from Instagram, but it looked like an absolute whirlwind. How, how was it? And just t- talk about Vegas and the whole surroundings and the atmosphere. It, looked, uh, it looks an amazing place. Yeah, it's, it is a crazy place. Um, and because of my business, fortunately, I get to go every single year because that's where we have our global training conference. So I've been, I think I've been, this was my sixth time. I missed one year because I'm pregnant. Um, but um, yeah, so I go every year. And it's just incredible because for us, Arbon over here is still pretty undiscovered. Like it's still pretty unknown. Um but over in the States where everybody comes together, there's like 20,000 consultants all in the MGM Grand where they have all the boxing fights and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk into it, it's like you can't even put it into words. Like the energy is literally electric. Um, and it's just, for me, again, it's just an investment in myself in filling me up. And, and you know, we get to hear great trainers, we get to hear great speakers. Um, and it's just... We call it work. I tell my husband it's work, and it is work, but it's in a great place. So we do have a bit of play as well. <laughs> and you surround yourself. Um, you surround yourself with people who are on your level, and you can only benefit from that. And um, I wonder if you've done this. I certainly have. Um, I don't deal with anyone who's negative. Like anyone who I think's on the pond on double bread, they're gone because they offer me nothing. Going forward, they offer me nothing. Um, the fact that we used to go out drinking together 10 years ago, that's irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's done. And as brutal as that may sound, I've tried to surround myself, and in, in certainly in my experience now, I've been in business for a year, I've met so many um, passionate people. It's like, surround yourself with people who are passionate about business, and you will, you will succeed. And have you gone through that transition of, normal job um sort of 50 50 and and now you're fully in it have you had to sort of say goodbye to a few sort of negative oh god yeah yeah 100 percent. i learned quite quickly that you become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with so you've got to be really careful who you're spending your time with so for me say that again that's class so <laughs> again that's you become, you become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Brilliant. So I am now very intentional about who I spend my time with. So I only choose to spend my time with people who are more successful than me because actually you want to be the least successful person in the room because that will only bring you up. If you're the, if you, if you're the most successful pe- person in the room all the time, you're in the wrong room, basically, because yeah. you're, what are you learning from that? You're not le- you might be helping and inspiring everybody else, yeah. but actually, what's inspiring you? You need to get around those people. So 
yes, have I had to move away from some people and some of those people might be family members in some ways, which is, is hard, but sometimes family members are the most negative people when it comes to business and what you're doing because for me particularly, I was going against the grain of what everyone else was doing. So a lot of people, when I first started this, were like, they laughed at me. They said, it wouldn't, it, I would never be successful. They were, yeah, they were just really, really negative. And I actually just used that to fuel me. I was like, I'm going to show you. I'm absolutely going to show you 100%. That's, that's a very good point, that, because... Um... They're negative because, not because, it's more on them, isn't it? Like, they're being negative to you, but really they're thinking, why Why am I not doing anything? Like, And instead of saying, oh, wow, Victoria, this is amazing. I'm going to help and support you as much as I can. I'm, you know, they say, oh, what, what, what rubbish are you selling now? Or what's this crap? And you think, and I've certainly had it. People who I thought were friends. And, you know, they still think that we are friends, but come try knocking on my door and, and see, see if I open it. And, you know, um, uh, envying green-eyed monster is something I think we all have to deal with. And mm. it, it's, it's how you deal with it, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, there's certainly situations that I've handled badly. And then reflection, that's how you learn and think, yeah, you know, if you can learn from your mistake, that's how you get better. Um, but, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point. Um, and I think, like you said, you said, it's actually just a reflection of where they are. It's not a reflection of you. And I found that really hard at the beginning to deal with because you think they're being directly negative to you. But actually, it's just because they're unhappy with where they're at, but they're actually not willing to do anything about it. Yeah. And again, they can either come with you on the journey and on the adventure, or they can stay on the duck pond. That's their call. Um, <laughs> some people, it is what it is, you know. What I mean? It is. Some people are uh, unwilling to change. Um, how important is it to you um, keeping it all together? So family, business, fitness, enjoyment. How do you how do you manage all of these different things? Because a fit body is a is a fit mind, and a fit mind is a fit body. So it, it all it all goes together, doesn't it? Totally. Yeah. I mean, to me, like. I treat like going to the gym as an appointment with somebody like a coffee meeting with someone it's in my diary and it's non-negotiable because I know how good it makes me feel um, and what a difference it makes to my productivity Um, yeah all of those things so that for me is so important and then obviously I've got to children as well so I'm I, you know I am juggling a, fa- a family life as well as, as running a business which it's half term this week so that can be quite challenging and, and I've got the children off at home with me but the brilliant thing around my children so I do it on an evening when they've gone to bed um, and yeah I basically fit it around them because they they are my priority but when I first started obviously I was working I had a family and I was setting this up it was, I was literally juggling a hundred different things, but I knew it was a short term, it was a short term sacrifice, if you like, for, for a long term gain. And, and that's where I'm at now. I've got that, I've got that time now in my life where I'm not, I don't feel like I'm on that hamster wheel of juggling everything. I'm, I'm, I have 
the time to be with my children and I do an hour of, of work on an evening and that's that's what I do. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. What you said there, um, if anyone's listening, that is a valuable piece of advice. If in your diary going to the gym is six till seven, then you must treat that as it well, as it's as important as a new customer or a, or a client or whatever it is because um it's very easy sometimes to say oh, i'm not going tonight because you know then all you know sit down bring out your bring out your duck whistle make all the excuses in the world we've, we've all done it um but i i try um to get in the, in the gym at least three to four times a week um and obviously i'm out all the time anyway but you know you're right you've got to make it you've got you've got to be accountable and by having something in the diary or mm -hmm. a timetable that says tonight at six o'clock i'm in the gym for 45 minutes um and then the day what's 45 minutes in 24 hours exactly you know um just sleep less that's that, that's, that's get up it. earlier get up an hour earlier do you know do what you need to do it's uh it's it's yeah you're right there it's absolutely uh it's actually two great things I've, I've written them both down there actually I, i've just been scribbling there so that's <laughs> um we're absolutely flying through this so what i'm going to do now uh, victoria is i'm going to move on to uh the five what's so the first one is what's the greatest advice you've been given um well i think i've touched on it already don't wish it was easy i wish you were better that to me is, is basically created my whole last seven years because I've and just developed myself and I think yeah it's just personal development has got to go hand in hand with, with running a business it has to it has to be a priority so for me every day I get up um, an hour earlier than the children I do my um, what I call a miracle morning which is um, I do my reading, I do my affirmations, I do my visualisation, I do my meditation, um, and I do my journaling, and that's me then set up for the day. And I'm a massive believer in how you start the day is how you basically run the day. Like, if, if you're waking up from with an alarm clock and kind of scrabbling out of bread and... Yeah, you're not getting any intention with your day and how you start it. The rest of the day is going to run exactly like that. But if you get up on purpose, and I know you, you're a massive advocate of this as well, yeah. you know, getting up, you know, on purpose at a certain time, um, yeah, your whole day then runs very, very differently. Yeah, you know, 5, five, five a.m. bells is, is, my, is my time. And I, I don't even need to set an alarm. My body... Same, yeah. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the new day. Um, I'll do a bit of personal admin. I'll do a bit of this. I'll do a bit of that. Um, and then it's the gym, quart, um, six o'clock or quarter past or half past six, whenever, whenever it is. Um, yeah, no, that's great advice. Great advice. Uh, second what? What's on your bucket list? Mm, personal mm. or business? So for me, obviously, um, I've got a global business, so I would actually love to go to those countries. So obviously I've been to America, but I've never been to Australia, never been to New Zealand. So for me, 
I would absolutely love to go there, take the children and spend some time over there, actually, you know, with my teens and, you know, having that physical contact rather than always on technology. <laughs> so that for me is massive. But then also just, I'm just literally looking for ways to push myself. So like challenges that are going to really, really push me physically, mentally. Um, I'd love to see, go on. <laughs> I'm saying I know a guy about physical challenges. Well, I was going to say, I'm, uh, we're, we're currently in discussion, so you know exactly what's on my bucket list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but also, um, yeah, I just, for me, I want my children to see the world and I want them to experience different cultures, different countries. So that's a massive thing for me. Um, you know, I've got a global business. I'm very fortunate to have that. So to be able to take the children with me and James um, while I grow that and, you know, get over there would be absolutely amazing. So they're kind of like, my, yeah, my big things. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, this is always a tough one. So what's your toughest day? Um, business or personal whichever one's your preference um so i think probably one of the tough it wasn't a tough day it was a tough period of time okay. um and it was probably when you know i first started my business yeah. and not many people and james wasn't the most supportive immediately he is now he's literally like my biggest supporter but like i think for men Men are quite black and white, money talks. Yeah, he was absolutely. like, he's setting up a business, we're just about to buy a house, this is not the right time. And I was like, you're just gonna have to trust me on this. Um, and it, it, that was difficult because I had a lot of people think that I, I was, I've gone crazy. Like, what are you, why are you doing this? Why are you, you're busy anyway. Why are you throwing something else in the mix so that you spend even less time with your family and but I had that foresight that it was going to give me the time back in the future so I just had to really stay strong to my my guns and I was just like I knew deep down that this was going to be the vehicle to change my family's life I knew that as soon as I heard the information I was like this is going to be the thing that changes our lives but it was difficult when I was getting that negativity yeah, from every different which way so it was just that into well I'm just going to show you I'm just going to show you and it made me work harder and it made me just have that sort of laser vision focus of I am doing this and I'm going to show all of you oh, that's it. you know sometimes people only see the end you know or they see the, the nice house or the nice car or, or the flash holidays and they think it's alright for her she's loaded or sorry for him he's loaded but you don't see that like the start out, you know what I mean? Like that initial hustle where it's like, I don't literally have, I can't even go and buy a Costa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's yeah, it can be, can't it? You know, it's like there's you know success. There's no such thing as an overnight success. Literally, there is no such thing as it's. Nobody sees the stuff that goes on behind closed doors. They're getting up at five o'clock. Yeah. They're staying out till till midnight. You know, for me with teams in Australia and New Zealand, I'm doing Zoom calls, you know, late at night, early in the morning. Like, nobody sees that stuff. They just see the big, you know, oh, yeah, she's just bought a dream home and she's got the cat, like you say, and it's actually all that hard work. Nothing worth having comes easily. Do, do you know what? Um, I told this a few, a few weeks ago, but it, it, it's really relevant. Um, 
I was sort of um, down Stanford Way and just off year one, and I pulled into a services, um, and I was at the custom machine, and a guy had come in, and I'd seen him park this lovely um, Ferrari, and, and, and he'd come in, and where other people might look at him and think, flash bastard, I just said, awesome car, mate, well done. Whatever, whatever it is you do, you're obviously very good at it. I was like, that's an amazing car. He's like, oh, thanks very much. And like, instead of being jealous towards him, I just yeah. said, see that guy there? He's probably putting untold hours to be able to afford something like that, you know? And I just thought, that's what hard work is, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. becoming the master of your craft and the dedication of, personally, like for me, it wouldn't be a car, but if that is your driver, then that's completely, do you know what I mean? That's whatever your driver is, then go laser focused at it and say, one day I am going to have X, Y, or Z in the car park and I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. Um, and and that's, I think that's important. That you, you've got an end goal of this, do you know what I mean? Either it's reputation, financial, bit of both, happiness, work-life balance, whatever it is the drive, what's mm-hmm. that your drive? Um, yeah. Moving on, number four, um, what's your happiest day? Now, obviously, you're a family woman, you've got kids, so obviously kids is always... The, the lock, stock, and barrel, but um, is there someone who you maybe has, I don't know, mentored, or is there something that's happened where you've, you know, you've been really proud for another, you know, what, what would be your happiest day? The, I mean, the, the whole thing about my business is that is you're helping other people become successful. So I mentor people, I coach people to be successful like me. So One of my very, very good friends, um, well, she's my best friend. She's been my best friend for 25 years. She was one of the first people to join my business. What's her name? Um, Pardon? What's her name? Emma. Emma. Emma Emma Harrison. So shout out to Emma Harrison. (laughs) Um, So she she basically was one of the first people that joined me in my business. Um, so we're best friends, we're business partners, which is amazing. Um, and basically she is um, a specialist speech and language therapist for children with uh, special needs um, and that kind of thing. So she's very, very passionate about her day job. Um, but the NHS is not a great place to be. Um, so basically she wanted to start her Arbon business so that she could basically learn the business skills and have the capital to set up her own speech and language therapist um, privately. And that is basically what she is doing at the moment. So for me, I am so proud that this business has actually given her the money and the time to be able to, to do that because what she's so passionate about helping children and she loves what she does. So again, it's just been that vehicle um, to help to enable her to get to that point, which is just, yeah, it's amazing. Fair play. Um, the final what? What's next in the Marshall Empire? <laughs> well, yeah, apart from world domination, like you said, um, yeah, obviously, you know, for me, um, it's to promote to the, to the next level in my business, which um, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the way, I'm well on my way to it. So that's really exciting. But for me, what that means is helping hundreds more people get to the point where I'm at, where they're financially free, they can walk away from a corporate job if they want to, they've got more time with their children. Um, And yeah, I want to retire, James, because at the minute it's great because I get to have all the time in the world with the children, but unfortunately he doesn't. 
no, it's, that's a that's a very very noble and very good thing. It's uh, it's, uh, it's you know, he, like most parents or most dads, he has to leave the house before they're up. Sometimes he's home when they come. You know, when he's in bed, they're in bed when he comes home, and he doesn't get to go to all the assemblies and stuff. So. So yeah, so that's my they're my big goals for my business. So yeah, watch out world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, brilliant, uh, Victoria. We've absolutely flown through it. Uh, we're just coming up to forty-eight minutes. So um, thanks very much for your time. And I hope um, you know. I hope out there in podcast world there'll be someone who's listening to this who's sort of teetering on the idea of starting a business. And I hope you've took some. You know, there's been some really good things brought there tonight and something you can definitely get a hold of and think, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going all in. It's, it's time to leave the nest um, and, and take that gamble. So, um, Victoria, thanks very much. Oh, sorry, before you go, where can people find you? Links, um, plug yourself to death. <laughs> so, I'm on Instagram. Um, that is, I have to say that is my favourite social media platform. I love it. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Um, so, I'm on Instagram. Um, uh, actually, I don't even know what my Instagram thing is. Hang on. <laughs> That's so funny. So it's Victoria underscore Marshall 79. That's my Instagram. And I'm on Facebook, Victoria Marshall. But this, you know, my business is me. That's why I don't have another name for it because I am my, my own brand. Um, um, but yeah. Website? Um, it's www.victoriamarshall.arbon and yeah but like I said you're better off finding me on social media <laughs> oh, um, brilliant Troops that brings us to the end of another epic um, podcast I hope you've enjoyed it Victoria's definitely give me some things to think about um, some notes that I've made um, Victoria thanks very much for your time and I uh, wish you a good night thank you for having me <laughs> I'll catch you on next week's show uh, well, we've got uh, another eagle coming on. Keep you posted. Good night.